Hi guys, um, welcome, <laughs> welcome to Blueberry Podcast. So before I start this episode, I really wanted to thank everyone who participated directly or indirectly in the realization of this project. Um, I know for a fact that I wouldn't be able to do it alone. So thank you so much guys for the support. Um, shout out to my friend Zainab who really worked hard on making the cover page. Um, I'll be trying to put her Instagram on the description so that you guys can see her work. She's really great. <laughs> so I hope you really will enjoy this episode and you will be able to find yourself within it. Um, listen with your heart and your mind, of course. <laughs> and yeah, enjoy. Have you ever been subjected to any sort of discrimination? It can be racism, xenophobia, hate or just being judged by anyone that is not from your community or country. Yeah, um, but I think in different ways than people would expect. Mm -hmm. So for example, in my country, no, I'm a white woman, so I, I have not experienced that. But outside of the United States, in Morocco, so when I first came here, um, I lived in Sifru, which is a, a smaller city in Morocco and there aren't a lot of foreigners in fact I was the only one there um, so I was there working with American government under the Peace Corps as a volunteer yeah. we were um, we were provided with a, a post box and that's how we received mail from the, the Peace Corps correspondence any family members wanted to send us things we had to have a, a post box opened and so at the post office in Safru there's a, there was only one um, it was crowded with people, with Moroccans, and there's no lines, it's just mass people. And I was, oh gosh, I think uh, 22 at the time. So I was, I was young, but not that young. But um, my first time kind of being outside my comfort zone. So I walked into the post office, and I'm in the back, and I look like an idiot, so I'm like, what? how, I don't even know what to do. So the postmaster saw me there, this, you know, white girl, young girl by herself, and he said, Aji, you know, come up here to the front. And I felt bad because people were waiting there, obviously upset, but he took me as a priority, and every time that I came to the post office to get my mail, he did the same thing. And I felt bad that he was treating me differently. Yeah. Um, I felt like, you know, I'm not anyone special, you know, treat me the same. Don't, you don't need to give me any, any different treatment. So that's not bad in a way, but it is not fair. fair. Um, other things that have happened that are not good, um, at, again, in Safru, I was the only white girl walking around town, um, and the children saw me as someone different, and they would throw oranges at me. And um, I don't think they were trying to like, hurt me or anything it was just like hey you're different and we want to give, give some attention right they're just trying to like get my attention basically but they're hurting me <laughs> with oranges so I you know like ran away tried to get to the darshabab um but things like that I don't think that they were trying to you know be cruel to me I just think that they didn't know yeah yeah, they don't know. yeah. so things like that have happened and it's Again, I try not to take things personally and just be like, okay, if I were in their shoes, how would I react? 
I wouldn't do that, but you know, I get where they're coming from, and it's just yeah. the difference of culture. It's actually crazy because um, most of the time people would think that racism only is like toward black people mm -hmm. or things, but the thing is, it kind of goes both ways. It, so it's like everyone is different in there. Yeah. Okay, you told me that you haven't experienced any kind of xenophobia or racism within, within America, mm -hmm. but what about within the Muslim community? Um, okay, so me personally as a Muslim, no, because I, I don't look like a Muslim. I don't wear a hijab, yeah. but that's interesting because um, when I was teaching in Ohio, uh, I had Saudi Arabian students, and um, I remember... Uh, it was very hurtful. I told them that I was Muslim, and they said, you're not really Muslim, miss. If you're not wearing a, a hijab, then you're not really Muslim. And I remember being so hurt, like, gosh, you know, is that true? Is this, I knew it wasn't true, but like, is this what, what people, other, other Muslims think? You know, do I have to wear a hijab in order to prove my um, faith? And after talking a lot to people, I realized, okay, they're from a culture where there's no choice this is what you do and maybe they just don't know about how other people practice it so um that was very specific to i guess other muslims seeing me in a different way but as far as um again me personally people don't know and i i you know i don't really talk about it to people so i didn't experience anything little things in my family All my family in California, they are different denominations of Christianity. And they would do little things to try to, you know, um, see how I would react as being a Muslim. For example, with my son, they, for Christmas, if I went over to visit them, and they would have a big ham. This is very normal for, for yeah, a tradition. Yeah. And they would say to my son, hey, Salah, you want, you want a ham sandwich? And Salah, you know, he's hungry. Yeah! We'd be like, no, Andy, we don't eat pork. Can you not suggest that, please? You know, like, pe yeah. be respectful. He knows, but he just wants to, like, see my reaction, right? And um, so just trying to, you know, oh, I slipped some bacon in there. What's going to happen to you now? And it's just like, come on. Yeah, can, it's, can we be adults, please? <laughs> yeah. So that's just, like, stupid stuff. Um, but no, um, and I think it's very different, of course. If you're wearing a hijab, people in the United States... Whether or not how educated they are, they might treat people differently. I haven't experienced it, but I know others have. Actually, uh, coming back to the Saudi Arabia, I, I kind of feel like you, uh, the way you see it, it's like whenever you wear the hijab, they would assume that you are Muslim and yeah. they would believe it. Mm -hmm. It's actually not true. <laughs> not really? Because I'm wearing the hijab, right? Yeah. And here in Morocco, there was this day I was like, I went to the restaurant with a friend, and you know, Zamzam, it's like water. It's You know, yeah, yeah, it's a yeah. Mecca. yeah. So it's kind of just that it sounds Muslim, you yeah, know? yeah. So I, I was ordering something and she asked me my name. I told her Zamzam. Actually, she didn't ask me, someone said my name and she told me, Oh, your name is Zamzam. I told her, Yes. And she sees me with the hijab and she told me, Are you Muslim? I told her, <laughs> And I laughed. I was like, Are you joking? And she said, No, I'm asking. So I'm like, Like, I don't know what to say. I'm like, yes, I'm Muslim. And she was looking at me, she was like, oh, 
okay that makes sense kind of like yeah you were in hijab it makes sense so like I, it's like I'm, i confirmed that but in her mind he was not really sure that i was muslim so yeah it's, yeah i think it's kind of like a cultural thing yeah that's interesting they they have this idea in their head and their minds of what is muslim right yeah. and if you don't fit it then they kind of they're curious they want to know okay how are you different mm-hmm. and I, i i don't think that people are trying to say like you know you don't quite meet our standards but they're just I, I, I think most people are just curious, curious and they yeah. just don't know how to communicate sure. it. Makes sense. Have you ever felt like being different is a threat to someone? Like um, you make them feel insecure or just the other way around? It makes you feel insecure. Yeah. Um, well, you know, just being a woman in general in, in Morocco is, is always something you have to be hyper, you know, aware of where you are and who you're with and what time and all that good stuff. But um, when I'm with my son, and um, especially when we try to talk to him about race, um, and if he has problems about it, this is an issue. So first, uh, being with him at the same time when we've encountered issues like this. When he was a baby, I remember one time downtown, I was at a restaurant, and these kids started um, making these like uh, monkey sounds when they, they saw him. In Morocco? Mm, just downtown here in Ephraim. And so I went to the, uh, the waiter, and now he works at uh, For You. So I, I've known him for many years. And I said, hey, you know, these kids, they're, they're making fun of Salah. You know, can you, you know, do something? And he, he did, and those kids got in trouble. But that was the only thing where I experienced with him, you know, something about difference of how someone looked and, and you know, like hearing things. But he has come home... You know, in tears, um, just because of the things that, that kids have said to him. Um, you know, that's not really your mom. That's not really your dad. Who, who is your, you know, your mom? Like, you know that, that that's not really your family. Um, black people are, are stupid. You know that, right? And so, um, like, things like that. And he, he is so hard for him because he doesn't understand, like, why. Why are people saying these things to him? Why is he different? He doesn't understand it because we don't treat him any differently. We tell him at home, you know, you know you're adopted, Salah. And we, he knows his birth mother. He's, he's met her. He understands, but he sees us as normal. You know, he knows that we're not the same as, as him. And, but he doesn't see it, that as, like, different or, you know, like, it just seems like a normal thing. Like, our, my mom and dad don't look like me. That's so, you know? Because he's, that's all he's ever known. And so um, he's so sensitive about that. And maybe he gets so sensitive because we get very sensitive about it. Um, but whenever we try to talk to him about, okay, so Salah, there is this thing in society, race, it's not a real thing, but people do, yeah, acknowledge it. Um, then he can only listen to us talk about race and how we're different for like a certain amount of time, then he'll say, I don't want to talk about this anymore. I'll say, okay, honey, but you know, we should talk about it because this is a, this is a very big part of your identity. It's going to affect you. And he says, um, mom, I feel like my soul leaves me when we talk about these kind of things. Mm-hmm. And, and that's, that just like broke my heart. My soul leaves me. So, um, We're still working on that, that issue. And, he, and it's going to be a continued, you know, issue because 
you know, he's just nine years old. So. <laughs> is it, do you experience the same thing in the United States? No, which is very interesting because adoption is so common in the United States. Like it's it's not a a very very different thing. I remember going to the gym with him in the United States and there was a, a white mother, no, a black mother, and she adopted a, a white son. Yeah. In the United States and it's and to see like mixed inter interracial families, to see, you know, uh, lesbian families, homosexual, like it's very normal. Here it's taboo, right? Here it's taboo because you're not supposed to have sex outside of marriage. And the whole fact of Salah's existence is Hashuma because his birth mother, you know, she had a relationship outside. So he's already seen as a bastard. Um, there's that strike, you know, that strike is already against him. And then the fact that um, his parents are white, the fact that we weren't born Muslim, we converted, the fact that we don't speak Arabic or French to him, we speak English. Like there's so many things that are against him. His family is all white. His family is all Christian. So poor little boys that, it's kind of hard, yeah. you know, it's like no wonder, honey. And you Sarah, you still chose to stay here in Morocco, even though you know that the United States is kind of more a better place somehow. Yeah, but it's easier for us to teach him about American culture because we are American. It's that's easier to do than to be in the United States and to teach him about Moroccan culture when there's nothing in the United States that's Moroccan. Unless you know, so that for him to go to the cafe here during the World Cup and see how people go crazy, you know, during that's culture. That's yeah. something I can't just tell him about. You know, when he goes out and he plays with the kids in the streets, you know, soccer, and, and they're teaching him these words, the, the, the Rija, and, and to hear him, I love hearing him emulate them. Mom, I swear, and that's so Moroccan. I was like, oh, I love that because that's he's it's learning the culture. Yeah, actually, I think this is wonderful. It's like he kind of did a sacrifice for him so that he can embrace who he is naturally. Oh my god, I, I really enjoyed talking to you. <laughs> okay, um, okay, this question I really like it. It's for a better relationship. Do you prefer people to notice and dwell on differences you may have with them or similarities that you share? That that was my favorite question here. That's <laughs> that's really good and it's deep, you know? Um, I, I can see how for some people it matters very much because that's their identity. And, and that, that part of their identity is very important to them. But I can see for other people it's, it's not. Uh, for me, I don't care that much. It's not that important to me. I'd rather just hear ideas, what, what people think. The fact that they know something about me is not, not important. Um, but if they're curious, if they want to know, I'll, I'll tell them. Um, but it's not like before we start talking, you need to know this. This you know, like that's, I don't go that way. Um, but for some people, I know it is. Uh, like, for example, um, <laughs> some professors, if they have their doctorate and they've worked hard on it, and don't, don't dress me as miss, or, you know, like, I'm doctor. Mm -hmm. I get that. That's a part of their identity that they feel very strongly about. And before we talk, know to address me as doctor. I, it I get that. It depends on the person. Yeah, but for me, um, 
no. Uh, if someone says something to me and they make an, a wrong assumption, then yeah, I'll, I'll make sure to tell them. You know, if somebody says, oh, you know, do you go to church or, you know, um, you've read the Bible, right? I'll be like, oh, no. <laughs> no, you haven't. <laughs> then, you know, I'll just tell them. But I just, I don't care that much. Everyone is different. People have differences. And whether we have different religious, political, or moral views, it should not be a point of major conflict, but rather a way to strengthen our relationships by embracing each other's differences, trying to understand them and choose whether or not we are okay with them. Now, if you are not, it's actually a way to get to the bridge between a true bond and a false one. Yeah, I think that's that's exactly true. Yeah, I think uh, for some people it's hard to to get past those those things that they see as I understand you to be this way, so I either don't want to engage, or I know you're gonna say this because this is what I think about you, so I don't want to engage, or you know, just trying to attack that person because you already have these assumptions. Mm -hmm. But um, there, we should know by now, right? You can't judge a book by its cover, and people are so complex. Mm. They're never just one thing, right? I mean, do you think uh, that parents play a big role in shaping how their child acts when encountering someone or seeing something they are not used to seeing? Yeah, huge, huge, huge. Uh, especially if the parents react in um, a very dramatic way, then I think they will pick that up. Uh, for example, if a parent sees someone who looks uh, different from them and they immediately you know, grab the child's hand very tightly and they pull them across the street and they go to the other side and say, walk faster, you know, then that teaches fear. Whenever you see you know, someone who looks different, you fear. Um, if their voice um, changes the tone. My son is so um, good at, at noticing the, the emotion of someone based on their tone. You know, is it a, a harsh tone like this? Or is it, hi, hi? Like he knows right away how I feel about some things. And, and we need to be careful because how we address people, like kids pick up on that stuff. And it's not even like purposeful, it's just, it just, you know, like osmosis. Mm -hmm. It just kind of happens. Mm -hmm. They soak it in like a sponge. Coffee. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. yeah, I think that was it. Those are my questions. I think this is such a good project. <laughs> Hi everyone, this is Zemzem. I am so excited to embark on this new podcasting journey with each and every one of y'all out there. This podcast is a way for me to put out there a part of me that I think um, a lot would relate to. It's more about bringing together people from different backgrounds in a common ground. I love to hear ideas and explore new topics. Even though sometimes it might be emotional, I definitely think it's worth it. I hope you enjoyed today's episode and can't wait to dive deeper in this journey together. If you did enjoy, don't forget to show some love and share. See you in the next episode with love, Zamzam.